Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, straight from the mean streets of Boston to our fair city veteran uh, comedian Robert Kelly is in town this weekend performing at the Laugh Shop at the Blackfoot Inn. He is a one-hour special live at the Village Underground. It's available on Netflix. You may know him as Bam Bam from the Dennis Leary FX show Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll. He played the brother Robbie on Louis C.K.'s series Louis. He uh, also hosts his own podcast. Uh, and he is, uh, as mentioned this weekend, to the Laugh Shop, laughshopcalgary.com for more details and tickets. But Robert Kelly in studio with us here this afternoon. Thanks so much for coming in here. Great to have you with us. Dude, thanks for having me. This is great. This studio, it's like it's like uh, radio heaven. It's so white. It's nice here. It, it's gorgeous. Come back in a couple of years. Come back in a couple like of years. Have a Van Halen poster on the wall and a broken microphone. Uh, and by the way, and you, you prefer, because you, you go by Bobby, you go by Robert. I go, a, I go by R. Kelly. Well, I was gonna I'm say. trying to get hits. <laughs> I'm trying to get more Instagram followers. Robert Kelly. Uh, it's, yeah, a, it's a shared name. I actually have a pin that I wear that I got on the uh, Chris Stefano show, that Stupid Questions, that says, uh, the other R. Kelly. <laughs> That I wear. Really? Yeah, because, you know, even the limo guy here, when I showed up at 12 midnight because of my horrific flight yesterday, trying to get to Calgary, it'd be easier to get to (laughs) Afghanistan (laughs) to get to Calgary. So I, I, the guy had the R. Kelly sign, and, you know, he was just disappointed when I showed up. I was like, hey, (laughs) Chubby, it's me. It's the fat one. <laughs> it's not the one with nine people and probably going to tip you a hundred bucks. But it's funny because when you when you Google Bobby Kelly, Yo. you come up right away. When you Google Robert yes. Kelly, you get R. Kelly. When you Google Robert Kelly comedian, yes. you get comedians who were talking about R. Kelly. Yeah, it's well, he ruined my life. He really did. I hope he goes to jail forever. I really do. I need him out of my life. I need to be number one Google. Uh, yeah, well, exactly. A year ago, you Robert Kelly, I came up first. I worked very hard sure. not doing yeah. any sexual abuse right. on anybody for a long time to be number one Google person. You understand what I'm saying? And he ruined it. Now I got to push him back down again. So maybe a feud like between the two of you. Yeah, we should good. fight. I'll fight yeah, him. Sure. Yeah, I'll fight him. <laughs> right. He might be into me though. I might be one cuz at this point if you if you if <laughs> he might be into this. That's why any girl that comes up to me after the show, hey, I want to sleep with you. I'm like, I got to go. <laughs> why? Cuz you like this. Okay? <laughs> well, yeah. One way to look at There's it. something wrong with you. If you feel like a chubby guy with no hair and a dead toenail, you're mentally well, the bald Ill. is in these days. Or yeah, you I like to believe that. You're bald. You're shredded. Yeah. You look great. You're, <laughs> really you're me nice. with willpower. <laughs> you're me with a good life. A, your parents still together? Uh, no. Okay. No. Well, no, well, you're, so, you're, you're they're nice, se- though. You have secrets. <laughs> Perhaps. Uh, let's talk about Boston. Yo. Uh, Boston comedy. Because yeah. you... you I mean Dennis Leary, obviously, yeah. but you came up through this this the class, I guess you want to call it, where there's you, there's Bill Burr, yeah. there's Mark Marin, there's Dane Cook, yeah. there's Louis C.K. Yeah, way all more, these guys, way more popular comics. Yeah, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> what is it about? What is it about Boston? Because you guys all kind of have, is it like the Boston edge? Yeah. Well, comedy back then. First of all, comedy back then. You, now comedy is so saturated it's everywhere you can watch every ounce of Don Rickles ever you can watch anything Dice has ever done you can watch Mm -hmm. anything Seinfeld any comedian all the time everywhere every comic whether you have five minutes of okay material or you're a great headliner it's all out there for people coming up to watch and study and kind of emulate when we were coming up you had to just get on stage 
You had to go to the club because he had records. You had a record. <laughs> yeah. Or I you mean, had like a tape. Nobody listened to tapes. I had, of, to, I, had I mean, I was 16. I had dice clay tapes. I right, mean. exactly. Yeah, right. So it, what, we didn't know the other comics existed. We didn't know that you only knew Pryor, you mm-hmm. knew Carlin, you knew Bruce, you knew, you knew, uh, you know, Murphy, uh, Bill Cosby, God rest his soul. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, you know, it, that's who you listen to once in a while, but you got your comedy from being... Being you, hanging out in front of the comedy club and and after the comedy club, and then you went on stage and did your thing. So it was like you didn't you weren't influenced as much as you are today. Mm-hmm. You and you you were funny. You were just funny. Like when I hung out with Billy Burr, you think about that. When we used Bill Burr, uh, Patrice O'Neill, uh, Dane Cook, uh, Jim Norton, Keith Robinson, Rich Voss. Yeah. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. We're in front of the club. We're all funny, but when we go on stage, we're different funny. You understand? Yeah. It, 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 Patrice was way different than me. Burr was way different than Patrice. Dame was way different than Burr. But we were all funny, and we got our funny from hanging out outside. Like, you know, that's where the real funny stuff happens. And now it's a little different because you can want, you, when you're coming up, you can just watch stand up and do what they do set up punch tag. Set up, it's a good yeah. joke. We never really said, oh, that's a good joke, dude. <laughs> We're like, dude, that's funny. Right. There's a, I think there's a difference. There's a difference between having a, oh, that's a really great written joke. Or, dude, that's hilarious. I, I, that's hilarious means you related to it. It affected you. Something about it really resonated in your soul as a human. That's a good joke means, oh, that's well-crafted. And you performed it well. Right. And I mean, you know. You, and both you, of them are good. But you, you guys feed off each other, obviously, right? And what, what I think is interesting about that is yeah. that, you know, you're, you're trying to outdo these other brilliant guys. If you can make Bill Burr laugh. Oh, my God, yeah. Right? Oh, dude, we wa- let me tell you something. The only time we watched each other's sets, when we were bombing. <laughs> uh, we'd be up at the cellar and be like, oh, uh, Bobby's bombing. They'd all come down and just <laughs> really? sit in the hallway and stare at me. And they would just, they would, anything, anything I would say that was a little off call, they'd be like, oh, mm, and they get the crowd <laughs> to turn on me more. It's, it's hilarious when we would bomb. But, you know, you, you really do because you're going up after, especially when I was in Boston, dude, you're talking about people you'll never know about mm-hmm. who are the funniest people to ever do stand up comedy that nobody knows. Look at man. You know who Steve Sweeney is? Do you know Don Gavin? Do you know no. Kevin Knox? You don't know any of these guys. I don't. They were the guys before us. Yeah. They're the guys who, when Boston, there was nothing. There was no comedy scene. It was all New York or L.A., mainly New York. They were like, we're going to do it here. You know, Lenny Clark, Dennis yeah. Leary, all these guys said, we're just going to do it here. We're going to regulate it ourselves. We're gonna, they did rooms at Chinese restaurants, man. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they did it wherever they could find a room. They'd get it, and they'd do stand-up, and they'd make the money, and they regulated themselves. You had to be funny. You had to go make them laugh in a kitchen before you got on stage. So when we showed up, it was like, you know, you're going up. These guys are going on the same stage as you, and you're doing five minutes. They're murdering for like 20 minutes. I mean, murdering. Yeah. Murdering. I'm not talking... Dude, oh, you, that was good. People come up to me sometimes and go, wow, you were funny the whole time. It's like, what? What, what are you talking about? Yeah, that's my job, right. you. From the second I get up there till I get off, you're supposed to be laughing. And that's kind of the way Boston comedy was. You just step on their necks. 
Yeah. And just just kill them until you're done. And then go, I'm out. Good night. Right. You know, and it, and and that's why that's why Boston comics, I think, the competition, the individuality, and the you know, and the actual bar that was set before us that kept going after us, you know, is why we're so good. What about you know the growing up in Boston? I, know, I just had a piece of meat come out of my tooth. From, I think yes, <laughs> right. I haven't had meat in two days. <laughs> I got a piece of meat. <laughs> oh, wow. like you and you, <laughs> you know, you're we're talking off the air. You talk about how you got sober at fifteen. Yeah. Like that—that's you know—that's a rough upbringing. We think of Boston as this beautiful, you know, historic city, but really? Boston's well. <laughs> you guys, Canadians, really have a positive outlook on everything. Yeah, I've never heard that about Boston. I heard racist, to go to Boston. segregated. But then, oh, great God, we had, we had the Irish over there, the Italians yeah. over there, the blacks over there, the Puerto Ricans over there, uh, the Haitians. We didn't let them in. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, it was it was. I mean, it, it was Boston back growing up. Man, it was pretty segregated and old school. And yeah. oh, now it's not. Of now, it, it is that beautiful, cultured place. Um, but when I was growing up, it was tough, man. I hung out, you know, I hung out with guys. I hung out with 20, 20 year old guys when I was 13, 30 year old guys drinking. Yeah. And I drank every night. I, I partied every night from 13 to 15, just trying to fit in, trying mm-hmm. to, yeah, because I, and I think comics too, the reason why we fall in love with comedy it's instant gratification every 30 seconds. It's accolades. Right. All right, you go up and do a song, and then blah blah blah. <laughs> hey, oh my God, you know what I mean? But you do comedy, you make somebody laugh, and you do that for an hour. Your your, your head doesn't shut off for days. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's just a different. It's a it's a mega high, and that's it's it's hard later in life to transition to where I am now because I was single when I started this. I was I was doing comedy and then hanging out until the birds chirped. You know yeah. what I mean? With the hanging out with girls and other comedians and partying, you know, even though I was sober, you know, I. Yeah, how I, do you do that? I, uh, it's easy, <laughs> man. I just chained one drug for the other. Yeah. Yeah, it was comedy and girls, you man, know, and accolades for uh, for drugs and, 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 and alcohol. I, I do want to ask you about your friend Louis C.K. I also want to ask as well about your friend Bill Burr. And as I understand, you were at that now infamous show in Philly in 2006, weren't you? I was. I was there. I filmed it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the video <laughs> met him in my video. Because people, people know Bill Burr. They know, well, he's the guy who trashed Philadelphia for 12 minutes. Here's, here's the thing about Bill Burr. Bill Burr, I think, I think he has something on everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I lived with him for three years. I think he... He has like if he came in here and you did something or pissed him off, he'd probably go right twenty minutes on you. Yeah, and just really. keep it, yeah. keep it in his head vault. And then next time he comes in here, you said something. Ah, oh, yeah, is that right? All right, bing, bang, boom, right. and just rattle off. I feel like Burr was just waiting because <laughs> you don't understand. We did these gigs with Opie and Anthony, mm-hmm. and there was around twelve thousand people at these open air events. Okay, it was crazy. They would come and tailgate like a football game. So by the time we got up, and it's like a three-hour show with an intermission, by the time Burr got up, you he had to follow me, Rich Voss, Patrice O'Neill, um, uh, Bob Saget. I mean, there was 12 guys in the show, and he'd have to go up, whoever was on that second half... It was like, man, and and you knew it was coming. Everybody, every night was pacing like, oh, I'm going to get a hot one tonight. Yeah, Yeah, if you did good, you were surprised on those shows because those fans were crazy. The best, (laughs) but crazy. And when he he turned on them and he, he, let me tell you something. (laughs) 
it, it really, it just, it, it, that's when his, you could see something just popped out of him. Like his voice came out. All right, I'm not going anywhere. Nine more minutes. Bam. And yeah. he hit the thing and he tortured them. Yeah. He was like, I'm, yeah. I'm doing it to you. You're not getting me. And that psycho Philly crowd respected that for some reason. Yeah. And it was something. Yeah, it was something. <laughs> it was something. Uh, and look, let me ask you about your friend, Louis C.K. Of course, yeah. you played his brother on, on the TV show. You guys go way back. Yeah. It, well, he was I mean, on those shows, too. He, who, he, yeah, he was, was on those shows. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, I mean, have you been in contact with him? Are we going to yeah, see him back? Him How's he doing? Yeah, he's on the tour right now. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, he's not playing the garden. He's playing, you know, he might come up here if you want him. Uh, <laughs> I'm serious. He might, he might, I'm not even kidding, he's playing clubs. He's doing clubs. He's doing um, a lot of the clubs I play, you know. Yeah. Uh, he did, yeah, he's just. Look, he's, he's insanely funny, and he earns all of his fame. Here's right? Gonna, like, here, legit. But. Here's what's going to happen, but nothing. Here's what's going to happen. He'll do an interview someday, yeah. and you'll hear his side of it, and maybe you might feel different. At the When this all hashtag, look, the world changed, and the oh, tide sure, came sure. up and took everybody out with it. Who yeah. was ever on the shore that day got taken out, okay? Um, and Louie, I don't, you know, okay. Well, it, you, to me, you can't just lump him in with, uh, you know, a rapist or a pedophile. No, exactly. And that's what happened to him. He just got lumped in with them and never, he never defended himself. He never told his side of the story. And I think, and he did that because he didn't want to hurt the women. He didn't want to, mm -hmm. you know, he didn't want to add more fuel to it. He just, okay, if this is what it is, this is what it is. I'm just going to blow it. And I don't think he knew what was going to happen. And I don't think any of us knew how comedy was going to change. I mean, for God's sakes, people are using their phones to record our sets before they're done. And right. then releasing them on YouTube. That's our monet That's how we make money. Yeah. That's the only way we make money as a comic is by having that, by creating that. And, and then putting it out there... Be I've heard Chris Rock sets before they're done at the cellar. I've heard a lot of people do jokes. I've done jokes that I stopped doing or I changed and made, but that was too harsh. That was too much. Or maybe I don't do that. I did it for a while and I just, I changed my mind and people laughed, but every, that's called the creation of it. When you yeah. put out your album, that's the finished product. That's when you can be judged. That's when you can be, you know, deal with whatever uh, penance you have to take. But what they did to him, they're just, they're really just, it's a small group of people too. The majority of people will go to see him. He sells out like that and he's doing comedy and he's hilarious and he's back now. And if you want to see him when he's around, you go see him. Yeah. If you I mean, don't, there's got to be forgiveness at a certain point. Even if you say, okay, he, he acted inappropriately or he deserves uh, a time out or some kind of penalty. I mean, is it, it's a lifetime sentence. Like how's it supposed to work? I, I buddy, I don't think they knew because they just were like, burn them, right. burn them all. And we did. And we, you know, you like burn them all. Who cares? We're not doing this anymore. And it's like, okay, first of all, you, you don't even look at the timeline. It was 15 years, be, 15 years ago that happened. So yeah. he didn't evolve in 10, 15 years, whatever that was. He didn't, he didn't evolve. I have, I was a well, misogynistic. Sure. I did this to have sex back in when I 20s. <laughs> right. Okay, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I love my wife. I can look at her and cry, and I have a son now, and I love being a dad and a husband and having yeah. a family. I evolved. You evolve as humans. And the fact that you can't, you hold somebody accountable for something they did or the way they were 10, 15 years ago, I mean, yeah, I understand where you're coming from, and I don't want, who, nobody wants anybody to be hurt. 
And even if you look at him, he, all the women in charge of his company, women, 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 right. he was the only comic that put women in everything he did. Yep. And women that would not get a shot regularly, they always give the hot girl, the pretty comic. Course, right. they, he just went, you know what, if you're funny, you're funny, yep. let's go. And Judy Gold, all these women that he put in his shows and everything he did, I mean, he was a supporter of, of, uh, of women. So it was kind of sad that they took something like him out. Mm -hmm. You know, um, most guys, when they get into power, just put their buddies in play. Right, exactly. And this guy didn't. He put us all in play. Yeah. But we'll see. I think he'll come back, and when he does the interview, then people will be like, because I don't, I know, but I don't know. I know he's my friend, and I know he's a great dad, and he's a good person, and that he would never hurt anybody. And uh, I know that uh, it stinks that his whole life was taken away. But yeah. and I, what are you gonna do? All right, so we're plugging the show this weekend, of course, at the Laugh Shop. That's a good plug. <laughs> just, it was just a, a dramatic piece. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, <laughs> plug the podcast, though. Tell us about uh, the podcast. I got a podcast. You know what, dude? I have a... a, a uh, That's which, which is what it's called. You know what, dude? Yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's pretty much just a hang. I just, I, you know, I, I'm not really into interviewing or blah, 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 because I'm not good at it. It's a skill that I don't really have. Um, cause I'm too silly. So I just, it's just comics, one or two or three comics. We sit around and we just yap for a couple hours right. and it's been going on for a long time. Um, and I have a network, the Riotcast network, which is my network along with, uh, uh the syndicate and 800 pound gorilla guys. So we get around 20 something shows, great podcast. It's, I love podcasting. I mean, what you do, this is so hard to do. And I, and I love, it's just a great medium. And I think it's the best social media for comics because you know where you are. You could have 100,000 followers on Twitter. But when you do a podcast, you see how many people down, they have to do work. They have to download yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So if they download it, that means that's how many people you have. But that's not the same as doing stand-up. You're not doing material no, on a podcast. No, but you can have, you, material comes out. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about funny stuff, you know. I remember we talked about the uh, Michael Jackson stuff a couple weeks ago. And you bring it up, and it's a very serious topic. Did you see the thing? And my friend Keith Robinson came up, and he was like, he didn't do anything to anybody. And I'm like, are you crazy? I'm like, did you watch the documentary? He goes, no, I didn't watch nothing. And I'm like, <laughs> buddy, he did it. He goes, no, he didn't. White Mike did all that stuff. <laughs> he, said, he said, Black Mike didn't do anything to anybody. But any, he, goes, anything, he goes, anything after bad was White Mike. <laughs> That's one way to look at it. He goes, he, goes, he goes, beat it and Billie Jean didn't do nothing. <laughs> It's got a point. Yeah. It's, <laughs> comic, comics are very... I'm telling you, man, there's something weird about that, but yeah. it's funny and it's a, it's a good point of view. Yeah, no kidding. All right, so you're What's on up, uh, tonight, right? We got a sh one show tonight on Thursday, so come down. If you're not doing anything, come down. And and uh, if you get offended easy, please just stay home and watch uh, <laughs> Spy Kids on Netflix. <laughs> Loser. Um, or Friday night, we got two shows. Saturday night, we got two shows. Come down, bring your girlfriend. Uh, if you're 20 and hot, uh, please sit in the back. I want I want me or uglier around the front row. That's my rule. That'll make that happen. That's my rule. Me or uglier. Because that because if you if you look like me, your self-esteem's a little low, that means you laugh a little more. You know there what you I'm go. saying? All right. Uh, details, tickets, laughshopcalgary.com. Robert, thanks so much for coming in here. Really thanks, appreciate this. Thanks for having me, brother. I appreciate it. There you go. Comedian, actor, podcaster, Robert Kelly this weekend at the Laugh Shop at the Blackfoot. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.